Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, it's time for The Finish Line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Start your Welcome into the finish line. I'm Mike Melby, Rebecca Pearson to my right, and Harrison Arndt behind the board. Harrison, thank you very much for helping us scramble. Uh, Tom and I earlier today with Husker Rewind and our issues with the the, the magical 5 o'clock hour spot blocks that disappear every week. <laughs> so, in studio tonight, I have got uh, a couple of guys that local race fans will know very well, uh, Nick Bryan and Mike Boston, and... Uh, Month and a half, or two and a half months ago or so, Speedway Motors said, hey, guys, we're going to uh, uh, Racing World. We're going to shut down EMI, Eagle Chassis. Sorry, uh, it's going to go away. And uh, Mike Boston was an employee at EMI and said, you know, um, hmm, how much is that? How much is that? And uh, Mike Boston is now the new owner of Eagle Chassis. It's now Eagle Motorsports LLC. Not EMI. So are you, now are you going to go still by EMI just because that's how everybody knows it? No, <clears throat> excuse me. It, uh, I'll, I'll probably just uh, go with Eagle Motorsports. We have a logo very similar. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different, but went with the LLC. And um, I say we're we're going to start over basically at, uh, with T-shirts, and uh, but it'll be Eagle Motorsports. Nice. Nick Bryan also joining me. Nick, I know you're uh, involved with Mike on a weekly basis, helping him out out at the track and uh, helping with, with uh, Eagle as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just uh, been an ongoing uh, process. The last couple of years, I took racing for myself and put it on the sideline and and uh, knew that Mike could use a hand, so uh, you know we've always been friends, and, and just try to help out when I can. Cool. So let's uh, before we get again, we're going to spend kind of the entire second segment. I want to talk to you guys about uh, Eagle Chassis and and walk us through what happened. Uh, how did it happen? And and I know it wasn't you saying, "Hey, how much is this?" But it was uh, the great relationship that you have with the Smith family that owns Speedway Motors, and that's why uh, you have. Part of the stuff that was there, Brian Cheney wound up with uh, some other stuff. He's moved on as well and uh, gone down to Missouri, I believe. Yeah, Odessa. So to do a little bit of stuff down there. But uh, this week in racing, run through a couple of things before we get to the victory lane. Uh, earlier in the week, Hunter Schoenberg and Vermeer Motorsports parted ways. That was kind of a surprise to me. Hunter uh, had had some success. He was sitting third in points with the All-Stars. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, the eve of Ohio Sprint Speed Week, you're out, Hunter. Uh, and then, lo and behold, I almost wondered when I first heard it if Buddy Kofoid would wind up in the car, and lo and behold, he does. Uh, Kofoid replaced him. He runs sixth on Friday with the All-Stars, fifth on Saturday. Uh, we failed to mention this last week because we had too much stuff going on. Um, my fault. Uh, the 2023 class of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame um, was inducted last weekend in Knoxville. And uh, Lincoln-born Joey Saldana, and I know, Mike, you spent a couple of a couple of nights racing against joey over the years uh winds up in the hall of fame how cool is it and what what knowledge did you have and and what was your relationship with joey saldana like uh not not excuse me a whole lot of personal i mean i knew friends that knew him so i got to meet him you know that way um humble great guy a great family man um you know taking his uh kids now to that level where he was and that uh, kind of like his dad did did with him at uh, but uh, very humble man and that uh, uh, obviously uh, an awesome you know racer 
Absolutely was. Uh, it was announced on Friday that the 72nd running of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring will be March 16th, 2024. And as always, the days leading up to the great race are going to feature multiple races and a new series on track beginning March 13th as well. Rebecca, I know your uh, input with Mobile One, a, a global marketing director for the motorsports program for as long as you were. Uh, this is exciting news, uh, I know, from from everybody that you've always been associated with. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Sebring is one of the classics, uh, if you are a, uh, a pavement racer, I'm going to say, uh, just because of the cars that are there. So you have two classes, basically prototypes, and then you have GTs, right? So, and then all the OEMs are developing their next generation you know passenger cars down there plus all their race cars so you've got corvette porsche uh lamborghini uh you know wh whoever anybody and everybody is down there developing their new cars uh and so it's just a really fun fun race to watch from a development standpoint but what's really cool is the fan experience so this is what reminds me of dirt track racing and why i thought you know it'd be worth mentioning to people if they haven't done a road trip down to um the 12 hours of sebring happens to be sponsored by mobile one for two decades almost um closely but they have an infield where you can camp out and you can watch the races from there and of course it's a night it's a night race right it's 12 hours so you're just basically able to camp out in the infield and enjoy that experience of hanging out with all your fellow buddies and it's like a hundred dollars for four days it's it's really worth it so we're going to do a live remote from down there yeah i think that's what we should okay, do that. You should we ask the boss yeah i think we probably okay. should <laughs> you can get that cleared uh, before we go any further, I want to jump into Victory Lane. Um, I, I just I'm going to do this on the air because it's kind of fun. It's live radio, and and I do weird things. Is it, do we have 100 percent okay on on this side? And yep. We have 100 percent okay on this side. Sure. So I would like to do the very first um, Victory Lane, which is sponsored by Eagle Motorsports LLC. Uh, Eagle Chassis is going to sponsor the Victory Lane segment here on 93.7 The Ticket on the finish line. And uh, I believe Mike Boston's going to be driving a car with a ticket logo up on the wing as well. It's going to be kind of cool out awesome. at Eagle. So uh, very happy to have you on board. Uh, Nick, I know you're helping him with the car and all that type of stuff. So thank you guys very, very much. We hope to make sure that the racing community, not only locally but nationally, understands, man, Eagle is not gone anywhere. They just took a break. Uh, you know, it's like I'm taking a week off. It's a couple of months, but still, uh, you're back at it. You've been probably working harder since then than you uh, did when you were building cars, and that you will when you get to the point of building cars and nothing but and no longer moving. So, uh, big thanks, Mike and Rebecca. Oh, and I love having the ticket. Right, we're coming out swinging. Right, <laughs> we're coming out with Mike Boston. This is great. So, we're super excited to be with you. Absolutely, uh, running through Victory Lane NASCAR Cup Series today. Martin Truex Jr. wins at Sonoma yesterday. Aaron Eric Almarola took home the win. Kyle Larson dominates. He leads 53 of 79 laps, but he clips a tire barrier with seven to go, going through the big sweeping hairpin, and uh, doesn't work out to his benefit. He winds up third. Truck series was dark. High limit series at Eagle last Tuesday was insane. Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu put on a battle for the ages. I'm, I'd never heard estimates from Roger Hayden, but I am making an educated guess from my 10 years there and knowing how big the crowds were, the actual numbers. I'm guessing we were in the 9,000 to 9,500 range. It That's may have awesome. been a touch more. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. I had an opportunity before the races. Life happens sometimes, and you don't get someplace soon yeah. enough. I had 15 minutes, and I had an audio recorder, and we'll do this in just a minute. As soon as we finish up with Victory Lane, okay. uh, Harrison's got the interviews, but I had 15 minutes. I ran through the pits. I got a quick interview with Brian Brown, Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, and Brent Marks. 
So we'll play those for you in just a couple of minutes. But Larson won a thriller. Three in a row for him. High limit is off until July 25th at Grandview Speedway. All-Stars. At Attica on Friday night, Zeb Wise took home the win, a last lap pass of Tyler Courtney, and then a whale of a battle between Danny Dietrich and Cap Henry. Dietrich passes Henry in the last 20 feet to take home the win at Fremont Speedway for the All-Stars last night. They are in the midst of Ohio Sprint Week, and it is crazy. I think they're racing at Wayne County uh, tonight are the All-Stars for the Ohio Sprint Speed Week. Uh, World of Outlaw Sprints were at Knoxville. Friday night, Brian Brown won, and on Saturday, David Gravel picked up the win, but something we're going to talk about with you guys as soon as we get done with the interviews, that wreck with Carson Macedo last night was terrifying. Luckily, he walked out of the hospital under his own power this morning, Sounds like he's going to be okay. Uh, tweeted out that he can't wait to get back into a race car. World of Outlaw late models and Lucas Oil late models dark. And uh, let's see, everybody else rained out, essentially. Uh, one other note, though, on Saturday night up in Hartford, uh, Carson McCarl took home the win with the Malvern Bank 360 Series. Uh, their next race is going to be Monday the 12th, tomorrow, up at Park J in Sioux City. So, as I mentioned... I was at the High Limit Series on Tuesday at Eagle and uh, had a quick second, literally, uh, to ask one or two questions of Brownie, Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, and of Brent Marks. Uh, tried to have a little bit of fun as well, and we'll, we'll see, uh, see what you guys think of them. For the finish line, I'm Mike Belby, now joined by the driver of one of my favorite cars, the Casey's FVP number 21, Brian Brown. How many times have you won the Knoxville track title? Oh, a few. I think we're up to five or six times. So, yeah, it's a... Uh... Knoxville is a awesome place, and it's been very good to us over the years. So, uh, fortunately, too, they have a lot of big races there. So, if you're going to be good, you might as well be good there. Exactly. The High Limit Series has been a phenomenal success so far. You're one of the reasons why you're up front almost every night, and then when you're not, like a couple of weeks ago, you drive through the field. Uh, what's the difference in how you're running with the, with these guys? Not really, and it's the same pretty much. I mean, every time you you know you unload and you get to the track, you want to try to beat everybody that's there, whether it's a high limit race, a World of Outlaw race, or an All Star race. So, uh, you know, we've we've stumbled on little things that make make our car a little bit better that we've been able to apply and make my job a little bit easier. But yeah, we these mid midweek races, you know, that for good money, we really enjoy them. You know, uh, a lot of good support from this area, the Durst family, which has been involved with racing for a long, long time, putting a lot of good money up and. Um, huge crowd and looking forward to a, to a good night of racing. We are as well. One last quick question for you. What's your favorite Halloween costume you've ever worn? Well, really from when I was a kid, it didn't matter if it was career day, Halloween, just because it was a Tuesday. I always dressed up as a race car driver. So uh, to me, it's got to be a race car driver. Perfect. Thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. I appreciate it. Now joined by one of the best drivers on the planet, Kyle Larson. This is your series. This is one of your favorite tracks, and the last time you were here, it was amazing. Talk about your feelings going into tonight. Uh, yeah, just really excited to get back to Eagle. Um, yeah, you know, they haven't ran 410 wing sprint cars here in a long time, so I think all of us are excited to be out here racing. Uh, the crowd's been anticipating this event for a long time. As you can see, it's packed already, so um, yeah, it should be a good night. It'll be a fantastic night. One last question. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Mmm... I don't know. I'm not like a huge candy guy. I guess just a Reese's peanut butter cup or something. Sounds good to me. Thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Back once again, this time joined by Rico Abreu. Rico, you have had some unbelievable success this year, uh, teaming up with Ricky Warner. What is the secret? Uh, just consistency, really. Um, you know, it's the same. We're getting down to having the same feel every night with our car. 
you know, attitude and mechanical wise. So it's been a lot of fun racing with some really, really smart people and uh, they got my car really comfortable for me. I know you've got a little bit of a connection to Lincoln as well. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, you know, my fiance Megan has a lot of family here, so it's cool to get to race in front of uh, her hometown crowd and, uh, you know, and, and racing against Big Don tonight too, so that'll be fun. One last question, what's your favorite vegetable? Uh, probably carrots, to be honest. I like it. Thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. Joined by Brent Marks. You won a lot of money last year, more than anybody else that drove a wing sprint car. Do you like just going wherever you need to go, want to go, feel like going, or do you ever want to jump back in and, and run with the Outlaws or the All-Stars? No, I'm, I'm really happy with what, uh, what we're doing and the schedule that, that we dictate every single week. So it's, um, you know, it's a lot of fun for us, and whenever the time comes that we need a small break, we're able to, to take it without, um, you know, uh, without all the commitments that it would require to, to run a, a series. So we're, we're just we're happy with what we're doing and picking and choosing. And, um, you know, like for it looks like rain one weekend, we can decide to go somewhere else. And, and um, you know, not to, not having to, to be forced to go somewhere because because of that. So really enjoy what we do. Midweek shows have been fantastic. I've been watching them on Flow. Um, I spent a lot of time at this racetrack. Have you ever been here before? I raced here once back in 2017 with the World of Outlaws, so I don't really remember it much, um, but uh, it looks like it's going to be fun tonight. I'm excited. Absolutely. Greatly appreciate your time. Good luck tonight. Thank you. As you could tell, they were getting ready for a motor heat there, and that's that's what I was up against. And it was one of those where once motor heat starts, Mike, Nick, I know you guys know this, It's that that's game on. That's that's Now it's time for me to put my helmet on, for me to do my job. And so I was super appreciative of those guys. Larson was literally walking to his car. And so I'm like, I just, yeah, give, give me five seconds. He was so gracious to be able to do it. So a uh, lot of fun there. I, I want to go back to the wreck, though, at Knoxville last night. Um, insane. Uh, we've seen some nasty ones. Uh, there was one at Eagle, I believe it was Terry Holloman, where he clipped uh, the entrance to three where the, the opening is for the push trucks to go back into the pits. The front end of his car was at the bottom of four. The motor and the rest of the car was at the bottom of three, 150 feet away. Um, you've been in some unbelievable wrecks yourself. I, I know they're not fun to remember, but do you want to mind sharing what some of the, the, the more nasty thing, tumbles that you've taken have been? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. More of the, the dirt bike stuff. Uh, the, the car stuff is uh, actually not as bad uh, other than the pocketbook. So, But we, we've had a few of them. I mean, anybody that's going to be involved in it, uh, you know, every time you climb in the car, you, you take that chance uh, knowing that, um, you know, you could – be a winner or you could go home with uh, nothing so it uh every single person out there you know uh realizes that and i mean you take that in consideration so uh i've been fortunate enough i really <clears throat> you know got banged up a little bit but not hurt or broken bones and it um you know very fortunate I'm Mike Belby. This is the finish line. That is Rebecca Pearson, Mike Boston, the new owner of Eagle Chassis, joining us as well as Nick Bryan. Nick, I know you've uh, tooled around a track quite a few times as well. Any any really nasty tra uh, wrecks that you've had? No, like Mike said, you know, uh, you know, being in the car with a cage and stuff like that. We've taken a couple of spills and drills and spills here at Eagle and stuff, but nothing that's like you know kept me out of the seat more than a couple of weeks or something like that. So, can you guys uh, talk about safety and how that's evolved over the years? Because you know it is so much better. Um, in the dirt track cars and sprint cars, especially with what's happened over the years? I think the biggest uh, plus to the sport is when they came out with the, 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 the 
butler built seats and i mean the full containment seats and uh you know it used to be we used to have a local builder by the name of randy hunt that built a ton of uh you know dirt track stuff for opperman uh wolfgang uh and it was a company right here in lincoln that uh, you know got started so everybody used those types of seats NASCAR helped uh, evolve a lot of that safety stuff and incorporated it into the dirt track stuff. And it, uh, and I, I can attest to it. it. It's, you know, helped a lot in, you know, the, the crashes that I've had containing your head from side to side. Uh, you know, the Han stuff now uh, is also, I mean, uh, a, a very good product to, to you know, put on yourself or whatever myself uh, I don't use one but there are just some stuff that yeah you get used to a certain thing and you you want to fight it more than you uh, you don't want to use it so uh, and I know Kinzer was like that a lot uh, with head restraint stuff so uh, but <clears throat> myself I think the the seat is a big deal um, you know just a lot of the the quality of the car being put together the safety devices uh you know uh, unfortunately with jason johnson you know now they've implemented the outlaw bars which are mandatory so it's taken some wider openings of the cages that weren't quite as strong and uh you know shorten them up and uh um you know which has definitely helped a tremendous amount well and that's what i want to get into a little bit more next segment because the next segment i want to focus on eagle chassis and on some of these safety features and the technical side of, of a, a car frame. Because, you know, bottom line, you've got a 1,425-pound car with, in the World of Outlaws case, 900 horsepower. That makes no sense. There's no reason that car should stay on the track. It should not be airborne uh, just from literally flooring it. But it does stay on the ground. We're gonna, I'm going to talk to you guys about that, about Eagle Chassis, how you brought it back, how EMI ended, and Uh, Eagle Motorsports LLC started. We're going to do that when we come back on the finish line right here on 93.7 The Ticket.